Is God calling you to break out of the old way of doing things and start something new? Find out today on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Some of you, God is called to break cycles. You will raise your kids in a different way. You will love your wife or your husband in a different way. You will create a culture that you never grew up in, that you never knew, but it's God's call upon your life to break cycles and start a new cycle in Jesus' name. Welcome to Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. Last Friday, we began a message all about identity and why it's so important to know who you are to God. We're taking a look at the life of Gideon from the book of Judges, chapter 6, and learning how even at his lowest point, Gideon was able to find revival and purpose by rediscovering his true identity with God. It's a relevant lesson for anyone who may be struggling with questions about their purpose, their potential, or perhaps just wondering, where do I fit in? So, to get things started, here now is Mark Job with part two of a lesson titled, Identity Matters. Gideon is nervous for his life, beating out wheat in a wine press, indoors, no wind, to blow the chaff away how it usually was done. And yet God encounters him in this place of struggling with his identity, in this place of lowliness, and he speaks something powerful into him. And I want you to understand, first of all, he reveals his presence. He, he manifests his presence to Gideon. He says, I am with you, Gideon. The Lord Almighty, the God of the universe is with you. Never underestimate the access that you have to the presence of God and the presence of God in your life because you are defined, you are changed, your identity is tied in to the presence of God. Tied into the presence of God. The Lord is with you. Not only that, fast forward to the New Testament, not only is the Lord with you, but the Lord is in you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You have become the temple of the Most High God, the dwelling place of God. You walk to the darkest corners of the earth, and in a special, tangible, manifest way, you are bringing the presence of God, sealed in you, the power of the Holy Spirit. The Lord, yeah, the Lord is with you. That's a powerful thing to declare. You're not abandoned. You're not alone. You're never alone. You may feel lonely, but you're never alone. Let me say that again. You may feel lonely. You may experience times when you say, no one understands me. No one comprehends what I'm going through. There's no one that can relate to me. And that leads to dark holes of depression. That leads to dark holes of anxiety. That leads to a sense of everybody else seems to be happy here, but I don't fit in. Uh, can I tell you something? It's not about, uh, it, it, it's really not about the setting you're placed in. I think as a follower of Jesus the Christ, you will, if you grasp that and understand that he's always with you, that no matter where God places you, you will feel like I fit in. 
It may be a very secular environment, but you fit in as a missionary bringing the presence of God, or it may be with other people that know God, and you fit in in fellowship, but it starts with the sense that I am not alone. I'm not an orphan. I'm not abandoned. I'm not discarded. I'm not thrown away. I'm not a number. I'm not anonymous. I belong because the God of the universe is with me, in me, chosen me, bought me, sealed me with his presence. I am not alone because, hey, the Lord is with me. I wish I could speak that into you today. I wish I could look in your face personally and say, the Lord is with me with you. But then he also speaks into an identity, not an identity in the present, but an identity that was coming. Uh, He says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Mighty warrior? I mean, do you see what Gideon is doing? He's hiding. He's young. He's, He's oppressed. He views himself as small. He's treading wine, these grapes in a hidden space, this is not the image that we have of this victorious, brave, courageous, mighty warrior. But God speaks words of life and truth into Gideon's reality before they're even manifest in his life. Uh, Before they're real, before he can see it. Listen, before he sees it in himself, God sees it in him. Before he even understands that he has the gifting. That's the, that's the power, by the way. Can I, can I just say that? It's the power of mentoring. And God uses mentoring to call things out in us. Uh, let me talk to the men in this, in this group here. That's why if your father has been absent, if he's not spoken identity into you, if he hasn't affirmed who you are as a man, that's why you struggle. Because in God's design, your father is called to speak into your life, to call you out, to affirm your manhood, to say, I see this in you. And so when you go face the world, you're not trying to prove to everybody, I'm a man, I'm a man. There's a lot of people, and I I work in a setting where uh, most people don't have a lot of good father figures, and there's a lot of abandonment. And sometimes I work with guys that are, you know, 250 pounds, they're, they're just jacked up and tatted up, and I feel like when I really get down to, they're still trying to prove their manhood. There's something about a father speaking identity into you. There's something about the power of that, calling out who you are. But it doesn't mean that if it hasn't happened to you, your heavenly father steps in and begins to speak into your life. And some of you have to take from your heavenly father what your earthly father never gave you, the blessing of manhood. The blessing of manhood. God calls Gideon mighty warrior. He doesn't see himself that way. But we are all image bearers of God. No matter how marred and broken we are, we carry the image of God inside of us. But we have to be reminded by our calling and who we are and what God has spoken into us. By the way, mentors, those of you that maybe aren't 
student age, and you could be a mentor and be student age, but can I say to those of you that are mentors here, never underestimate the power of calling out what you see in people. There's a power over and over when I talk to people, over and over when I say, what was a defining moment in your life? They tell me about a mentor that spoke into them and saw something in them that they did not see in themselves. That called something out before it was manifest to the world. That spoke it into the lives before other people could see it. The power of a mentor seeing and acknowledging those things that we can't see or acknowledge in ourselves. And God says, mighty warrior, speaking prophetically over him, speaking into his destiny, speaking into his call, what he would become, but it's more than just his call. It's his identity. This is an encounter with God. The third thing I see in this encounter of God is he challenges our insecurities. Notice how Gideon responds to this. But sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with me, why has all this happened to us? It doesn't appear like God is with me. Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about when he said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt, but now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of the Midianites. See, he had created his own narrative. I'm abandoned, discarded by God, no longer chosen by God. God is no longer with us. God ignores us. He had created a narrative because of the culture that he was in. If you've grown up in a household where the overarching culture was one of negativity, of criticism, of belittling, throw addiction into the picture, alcoholism or other addiction, I can guarantee that that is part of the picture. And there starts to be this sense of, I'm not worth, I have no value, because it's been spoken, declared over you, sometimes in addiction and brokenness and all that that brings about, so ingrained within our being that it starts to become our identity and how we see ourselves. And God's narrative doesn't seem to match our narrative. Seems to be distant. You sit in church and you hear talk about the love of God, and in your mind you feel, I feel nothing. When you talk about Abba Father, how the Father God loves you, you have this detachment. It doesn't connect with you. You know it up here, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. You've heard it in Sunday school, but your heart feels very, very, very disconnected from the love of God. Gideon knew the reality, but his culture told him something else. And then he says in verse 15, he says, pardon me, Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. 
hey, if you have a calling upon my life, if you have a purpose for my life, I don't get it because I don't have what it takes. I can't. You got the wrong person. This is Identity. You're listening to Bold Steps and a message from Mark Job titled Identity Matters. And we'll continue with the final half in just a minute. But Mark, since today is Monday, I'd like to share some highlights from the Bold Stepper Weekly, which many listeners received this morning. Let me take a look at you. Yeah, you do look a little like uh, Andre Agassi to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, my tennis game is not near <laughs> close to Andre Agassi. Oh, you're far better looking than he is. <laughs> that was in the Bold Stepper Weekly, though. You told that story. You know, this whole uh, message and series is about identity. And maybe you have had someone mistake you for someone. Like, are you? And like, no. I had that at the airport with Andre Agassi. (laughs) I had to convince the person that I was not them. They thought I was joking. But, you know, our identity, our identity is so vital to how we see ourselves, how we interact with people, and how we engage in purpose. Well, you talk about that in the Bold Stepper Weekly, which, as I said, many listeners got in the email this morning, but anyone can receive this, and you can sign up for it at boldstepsradio.org. So if you aren't already on the list, go ahead and sign up now for the Bold Stepper Weekly, and don't miss out on the fun and the devotional thoughts that Mark brings each Monday morning. All right, let's go ahead and dive into the final part of this message today. It's titled, Identity Matters, and here again is Mark Job. Notice what happens next. God has spoken over him. God has called him. Not only we face our past, believe your, believe God's word of destiny over ours, but prioritize your worship. Allow authentic worship to bring spiritual perspective into your life. Notice what Gideon does, verse 17. Gideon replied, if now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it is really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. I love this. You know why I love this? I love it because God gives space for his doubt and his brokenness. God doesn't say, what do you mean? Wait till you come back. I I said it to you. Get away from me, you doubter. I, I see the compassion of God. I see the heart of God. Saying, yeah, this is God Almighty saying, I'll wait for you. I'll wait. Because I know where you come from. I understand your story. I'm going to wait. Gideon was embracing the way he knew how to worship God. He was raised in the world of sacrifice. It was the way they worshiped. And he needed to come and worship. And he needed to know it was real. He needed to understand that this was authentically a God thing. He needed a little extra time to process, to worship, a sign. I need to know this is you, God. And I love that God gives him that time that the Lord says, I will wait until you return. Who in the world does God wait for? 
This is God Almighty waiting on the brokenness of someone who's trying to discover, figure out his identity. I don't have time to tell you the whole story here. Can I tell you something? Don't despise your brokenness because God's not going to waste it. He can redeem it. I know you're living in it right now. I know it confuses you right now. I know it makes you want to quit at times and it makes you feel unworthy, unacceptable, like you can't really do this. I, I, I get it. I get it. It's part of our brokenness. But the very thing right now that you see as your greatest weakness if you wait on God, if you process through this, this can actually become part of your greatest strength. It's the healing, the redemption, the redeeming power of God. And listen to me, some of you, some of you that come from broken families, dysfunctional families, some of you have been called to be cycle breakers. Yeah, you're going to break the cycle that you were raised in, and you're going to start another cycle, a cycle that you never knew. It's foreign, it's new territory to you, it's virgin territory to you, but God is calling you. You will not perpetuate what you were raised in. You will create a different cycle. You're cycle breakers, legacy makers. You do not have to repeat what you were raised in. You do not have to continue the cycle that was given to you. You are breaking cycles. Some of you, listen, the first cycle to break is the hardest. Some of you, God is called to break cycles. You will raise your kids in a different way. You will love your wife or your husband in a different way. You will create a culture that you never grew up in, that you never knew, but it's God's call upon your life to break cycles Amen. and start a new cycle in Jesus' name. You know, oftentimes God had to change identities by changing people's names. There's a couple, couple of them that I remember. Abram, high father, to Abraham, father of a great multitude. You ever think how weird that was? God says, your name's going to change. I don't have any kids. You're a respected father right now. But every time Sarai calls you for dinner, she's going to say, father of a great multitude. Hi, what's your name? Father of a great multitude. Wow, you must have a lot of kids. None? your name. Imagine the servants, all these servants. They feel bad that Abraham and Sarah don't have any kids. We're going to call them now, father of great multitude. I'm sure there were smirks. Ah, but God said to Abraham, Abraham, when you're discouraged, I want you to go out. I want you to feel the sand among your toes. I want you to, it's going to remind you your kids are going to be like that. Look to the skies. You're going to have descendants like that, uncountable. You don't see it now. 
but I'm changing your identity. Some of you will struggle right here at the Moody Bible Institute. Your greatest struggle will not be to finish your homework. Your greatest struggle will not be to pass those assignments. Your greatest struggle won't be to figure out what major you should have. Your greatest struggle will not be fitting in culture. Your greatest struggle for some of you right now is wrestling through your identity. And my prayer is that some of you will look back at this time and say, yeah, that's where I understood who I was in God. That's where I got it. That's where I understood. That's what God did. Father, I pray for that man that woman that today looks in the mirror half disgusted, half perplexed, half depressed, struggling with deep insecurities, doubting themselves, doubting their call, doubting you. I thank you, Father, that you're the God that waits. You give time and space. You're the God that speaks over us. You're the God that steps into our vacuum. You're the God that gives us a name. Thank you, Lord. You're the God that gives us a name. And I pray in Jesus' name that our identities will begin to be shaped deeply and powerfully by your Spirit, tattooed in our hearts, never to be erased. I pray that in Jesus' name, amen. What a powerful message and one that we pray will truly sink into your heart as you recognize that God is the ultimate source of our identity. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, that message given to the students of Moody Bible Institute, but really meant for us all, Mark. And before we reach the end of the program today, I wonder if you would share a bit about our Bold Step gift we're currently offering. You know, Wayne, we're still towards the beginning of this uh, year, and a lot of people set goals. Among them, I want my marriage to be better. Mm-hmm. I want to connect with my spouse better. So we have a tool, I think, that is going to help you do that. Perfect tool, yeah. It's called The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages. And I, I love the way that Marcus Warner and Chris Corsi uh, tackle this topic because they tackle the idea of joy in your marriage. Mm-hmm. We have a clip from one of the authors, Chris Corsi, as he talks about what it means to have joy in marriage. And this is from an interview that we did on Moody Radio. Trying to choose joy when you don't feel it is a little bit like trying to fall asleep when you're you know, struggling with insomnia. Um, and I think a lot of people feel guilty that they aren't strong enough to just choose joy you know, when they're feeling down. You know, you think about it this way, when the grandkids come running in the room, you don't have to choose to light up, right? It's like, that's just this reaction that happens because I'm happy to see you. And so joy is a relational happiness. 
So I'd say it is happiness. It's a relational happiness, and uh, it's in the re- and it happens in the relational part of our brains. So what we've done is rather than trying to like do a, a word study on the Greek words for joy and whatever, we've started with the brain and how does the brain experience joy, and made that our our definition moving forward. There you go. So Chris Corsi, author of Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages. And he says how 15 minutes a day will help you stay in love. This is a great resource. All right. Thank you, Mark. You can request your copy of The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages today. When you give a financial gift of any amount, go online to boldstepsradio.org or make your donation over the phone by calling 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. And you can also send your gift and request this book through the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Once again, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And before we close out today's program, we want to encourage you to go and subscribe to the Bold Steps podcast, where you'll find each of these daily messages, and you can catch up on anything you've missed, anywhere, anytime. Just open up your favorite podcast app on your phone or smart device, search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, and click the subscribe button. You can also connect with us and find even more content on our social media pages. Just log into your Facebook or Instagram account, search for Bold Steps Radio, or visit our new YouTube channel at Bold Steps Radio. Well, I'm Wayne Shepard, inviting you back tomorrow for the start of a new message from Mark titled The Pleasure Trap. We'll be keeping our focus on the topic of identity by uncovering some of the counterfeit foundations we sometimes put at the center of our lives. Find out next time here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.